0: This episode is brought to you in part by Thomas Nelson, publisher of I Want to Matter. Your life is too short and too precious to waste. Written and narrated by New York Times bestseller Kathy Lee Gifford. Available now everywhere you get audiobooks. This episode
1: of Pass the Mic is sponsored by DoorDash. Dynamic Voices for a Diverse Church. This is Pass the Mic. Hey, folks, this is another episode of Pass the Mic, and y'all are in for such a treat. I got Adam Keeley on the mic, our creative director, with us, and we yeah. are talking about we, – we are interviewing the hip-hop artist Esso. If, if you haven't accessed his music go online now we'll, we'll put some links in the show notes he's a he's a dope yeah. artist but we got the immense privilege of debuting his new song which is called white jesus adam you got to to hear it and to also see the video which um is going to come out after this podcast i think just a day or two after um but what were your impressions what, what, what what's your your sort of feedback on that video
2: uh first of all i haven't uh ever had the chance to um Talk about so uh, in a in a forum this way. So before we talk about that, I gotta say riding through Nagadocious, thinking about Aaron Hopeless. How you gonna come <laughs> up the back, killing Hard Hardest bars. All right, sorry. Wow. That's the thing. All right, hey, that's some old. That's some fan. old. So okay. you gotta go back. Hey, listen, my man is a rapper. Rapper, he a rapper. Now, I mean. The song is it's it's a it's a it's a move, man. It's it's a really powerful, timely, relevant song. It's it's honest, uh, it's gripping, it's accurate. Um, the bars are packed in. There's like no filler, so I, I'm super excited about it.
1: Yeah, and I'm not a hip hop head like like you or Tyler would be, but I am an appreciator of good music and and really good content. And sonically, this song hits. I mean, it's a bot, you know, but also. Like the the history, the theology, the symbolism in both the lyrics and the video, it's gripping. And I say this in an interview, from top to bottom, it's provocative in all the right ways. So I'm just yeah. so I'm extremely privileged and and humbled that he would debut a song on the podcast. And I think this is the first time we've done anything like this. And just as a heads up, the interview is basically two two parts. So the first part is me one-on-one with SO and we're basically talking about his biography, his culture, his, his growing up in Nigeria and all that good stuff. Um he has this really, really powerful part about the immigrant experience. So definitely tune in on on that part especially. And then there's a, a break in the middle where we we have our first sponsor. We're excited about DoorDash so you'll hear about them and then also in the middle of the podcast, we do the song, and then we come back in the second half and talk specifically about the song in the video. So here is our interview with Esso about his new song debuting on Pass the Mic, White Jesus. Enjoy. Hey, folks, welcome to another episode of Pass the Mic. And anytime we have a guest on the show, it is a very, very special episode. But this time is a first, I believe, in the history of of Pass the Mic. Now, don't quote me too closely on it. My memory is not the sharpest sometimes. But in my recollection, I don't believe we've ever done what we're about to do, which is debut and preview a new song on the podcast. And Mm -hmm. the person who is helping us do that, who so graciously offered this opportunity to us is none other than, I'll say it, I'll I'll bite a line that Tyler uses on me, but none other
0: than the man, the myth, the legend, SO. Welcome to the show, yeah. brother. Yeah, 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 yeah. What's going on, people, man? It's an honor and a blessing to be here. You know what I'm saying? Are you kidding me, man? We have been such big fans of your
1: music for years now. And is it, this is the first time we've actually spoken
0: uh like it is you know, on the mic. This is wild. Yeah, it is. It is. It is. We follow each other. You know, we know each other's work, and it's weird, man. I, you know, I I think that everything just happens for a reason. Perfect timing, and this is a this is a great first conversation. I believe.
1: Oh, Um, so so you're so right. I'm so excited about this conversation. So, as I mentioned, uh, there's there's a song. It's called White Jesus, and we are going to get to the song. We're going to let you listen to it. On this episode, and we're also going to unpack it. But before we get to that, I want to talk about you. I want to talk about your art, your biography, your inspiration, all that good stuff. So Tyler is always making fun of me. He's telling me I got uncle culture. And that's his that's his funky way of saying I'm out of touch with, you know, what's what's happening, what what the young people are doing these days. So let's say some of our listeners have uncle culture or auntie culture. And for some reason that they have no excuse for, they're not familiar with your work. How would you describe your voice in the arts and the music industry? What is distinctive about you?
0: I think that's a, firstly, that's a very good question. I think, uh, some of the distinction with me is just my cultural background. So I was born in Nigeria. I lived there till I was nine years old. So I'm soaking that up. Then I moved to, to London, England when I was nine, uh, lived there for the majority of my childhood and, and adult life. And then what three years ago, I moved to Texas. So here I am, this British born. Um London, England, shaped kind of culturally uh with now American roots, American child, all of that stuff. So it's just bringing all of those cultures in together and being a man of faith, being a Christian, bringing all those things together, what I've seen, what I've heard, conversations with my dad, my uncle. So we're having conversations about colonialism that certain people uh, may not understand because they're not from Nigeria. They don't, They can't relate to what those things are. And, you know, certain conversations about like culture and how Jamaicans like in London's a very like heavily Jamaican populated and we got a lot of West Africans there. So like culture is a real rich thing to us. Um, And then coming to America, moving to Texas and and interacting with people. So all of those things kind of mesh into one is what you get when when you hear my music. You know, I'm a Christian, so I am. An advocate for biblical truth in music, uh, but I'm also an advocate for how does what I believe affect how I live on a day to day basis. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, what for example, when I was when I was 16, 17 years old, my dad dies. Right here, here I am, a, a young Christian, maybe two years in the faith. Uh, my dad passes away. I'm hearing, I'm Mm -hmm. hearing things about the sovereignty of God. Yes, I know what that is on a theological basis. Like in in my mind, I understand what that is. But practically, how does that affect how, how I, uh, respond to the passing of my father? You know, so what, what I do is I try to write from a, from a Proverbs, uh, mindset. It's like, yo, how do I apply what I know? Um, how do I apply sanctification? when yo that girl is looking really pretty and cute you know in my in my single years when i was eyeing other women now i've only got my eye on one woman my wife uh or now yo i understand the fatherhood of god cool i meant to love my wife like christ loved the church but how do i apply that on a day-to-day basis when you know we're not really seeing eye to eye and so on and so forth so it's just taking taking biblical truth and applying it uh to everyday life and and even more so recently, I would say, uh, interacting with uh, my fellow African American brothers and sisters, and and hearing their plight, talking to people in London, hearing their plight, listening to some people in Nigeria, hearing their plight, and realizing, right, like this, it's just it's all common. We're, we're all saying the same thing. We're all trying to figure out race and Christianity. Trying to figure out how I can be black and Worship Jesus, trying to figure out like what does all of this mean with like Egyptology and this and that, like so hearing all of that and now being like, okay, cool, man. Listen, we need to we need to speak up. We need to say something. We need to create content that speaks to those people. And as I was having a conversation with someone today, more there are more and more people with those questions rising up. Um, there were there were tons. Be it young, be it old. I had a lady come to my house a few weeks ago, and she told me, "Listen, Esso, for a long time I couldn't listen to a black preacher because I didn't think he was right. In my mind, only white preachers were correct." Hmm. And so this is a this is a forty-something-year-old woman, and I'm 13, right? She's telling me these things. I'm like, okay, all right. So how do I? How do I respond to this? What do I say? But then, when I realize this, I realize that well, that's, she's not the only one feeling that way. People in London are saying like, "Yo, people are saying Christianity is a white man's religion." Cool, I know it's not true, but it's pretty European. <laughs> so how how, you know, how do I respond to that? Then in Nigeria, you know, being able to tour and travel and, and see the world, going Nigeria, going to Kenya, going to South Africa, and and like seeing the import of American Christianity, be it prosperity gospel, you know, things of that nature, and being like, right, like you really sip the Kool Aid. Um, and there are people in those places trying to figure it out, believing wholeheartedly with Peter. So in John chapter four, right, Jesus, people leave Jesus. Jesus looks to his disciples and says, Are you going to leave me too? And Peter says, Where are we going to go? We believe you have the words of eternal life. And so here are, here, here are these people who are hearing these things that people are saying, right, and are wrestling with that, but believe wholeheartedly that Jesus has the words of eternal life. So where are they going to go? So now I'm in a space where I'm trying to be a voice, particularly with this song, at least. I'm trying to, trying to be a voice and say, listen, some of these things that people are saying, let's address it. Let's let's talk about it. Let's have a conversation. But then let's let's figure out what Jesus is saying in these instances.
1: So would you say that's a shift in your music from what you have done previously on different albums and songs to what you're doing in this song, which we'll talk about more in detail? But just in general, sort of explicitly head on tackling some of these issues, is that a shift or an evolution in
0: your music? I would say it's an evolution. I would say that since I married my wife and since I had my daughter, like I just realized that man, like my culture is important. Like He he saved me. Christ saved me, but he didn't tell me to abandon my culture. Yes. He didn't tell me to abandon. you am like, Jeremy, I love you. I love jollof rice. I love pounded jam. I love a goosey. Like, I love wearing the the garb and I love seeing my 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 wife wearing those things and my and my mother and sisters wearing those things. Yo, why can't I embrace that as a Christian?
1: That's good. So as
0: I started to kind of get uh, the older I got, the more I realized that bro, like there's something about my faith that somewhere down the line, someone has made me believe subconsciously that yo, you have to leave your blackness. You have to, you have to leave that and, yeah. and and adopt, call it whiteness, Europeanness. adopt something that isn't you. And that's not to say that you know, someone sat me down and said, we are going to brainwash you. The-. But no, nah, no, nah, it's just a subconscious thing. It's a subtle, it's a subtle thing. And so I'm just, I'm just trying to say, listen, man, look, I, this is me. This is me. I'm Nigerian. I love Afrobeat. I love Jesus. I love hip hop. Um, And there are there are certain black issues that I want to I want to discuss, you know. So
1: like in your in your biography, how did you become a Christian and what were what kind of branch or circles of Christianity were you in? Was it very Eurocentric? Was it um, a Nigerian context? I mean, what you're talking about, you know, at some point you got a message that you had to sort of segregate your culture from your faith yeah so what kind of influences did you have that that gave that message
0: yeah so i became a christian when i was when i was 15 i grew up in a in a pentecostal pentecostal nigerian church um thankful for them um victory house in london that's why that's why i became a christian and when when i got saved just a just a, a brief story i i was one of those people that thought yeah i'll serve god when i'm older um but right, I, I, don't right. serve, I don't want to serve him now because I, I just want to have too much, I want to have fun. I want to go to beef beef. I want to go to parties. I want to do this. I want to do that. And then, and I also thought that no one dies when they're young. Like it, it was, it was foreign then because nobody, not, that wasn't happening. Um, and then one day my good friend Samita, she died in her sleep. Randomly, mm. randomly just passed away. Um, and the week before she had a conversation with me, about taking the faith seriously. Like, and yo, at that point, you just have to, you just have to just wake up. <laughs> you, <know? Yeah. laughs> you just have to go, okay, all right, all right, all right. And everything that I'm, I'm listening to and and that my, that my youth path was saying, yo, okay, okay, now I just have to own it, you know? Because no, n- nobody had to convince me that Jesus was real. Nobody had to convince me that God was real, that the Bible was true, that I was a sin. I just knew, I knew, man, like, okay, cool, Lord, you've got it. It's yours. It's yours. And so, you know, we get to that point, 15, 16, we're, we're seeing what's happening in uh, the Pentecostal, like my mom's church, so on and so forth. And I'm, I'm then I'm reading out my Bible and I'm like, ah, oh, this ain't really matching up. This, ain't, this isn't really adding. And so I, I dip from that church, go to uh, a reformed church, even though we would say we're non-denominational, but we're really reformed. I go to a reformed church and I start, you know, reading Calvin, Luther, so on and so forth. Then I go to then I go to university to study theology, um, and again I start reading, you know, more 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 of these people, and and that's that's really where the the rubber hit the road. Then I come to then I come to Texas, and my church is just black, like black black, you know, black <laughs> black, uh, yep. intention, okay. intentional too. It's, you know, it's it's black black, and it's good. You know, my pastor is much. Much of an advocate for y'all. If the Bible says it, we're gonna we're gonna do it. You know, whatever the Bible says, we're gonna do. We're gonna do. He doesn't classify himself as reform. He doesn't classify himself as Pentecostal. But in a, in an actual sense, not like, hey, I just don't want any titles. No, no, no. like he doesn't want titles. So because both sides, like there's there's elements of everything you can see in the scriptures, right? Uh, and so as I start to interact more with that, and I start to see what's happening in the news, I start to learn more about my history. In Nigeria, I start having conversations with my uncle who kind of fathers fathered me um, into adulthood. Start to realize, okay, man, like, I think that certain conversations need to be had. You know, I think that, uh, certain reform things just don't need to be championed. You know, like I just don't want to champion certain things that I, you know, I'm the guy who had a mixtape called the Five Solars mixtape. You know, like I'm, <laughs> I'm that guy, you know, so. I hear you, you know, bro. I'm that person. That's not to say that I don't see value in those things, but that's also to say that, yo, the people that I interact with don't care about that. They, they just want to know, they that's just want right. to know, yo, listen, my mom and dad just are getting a divorce. What's Jesus saying to this? Is Jesus the only way to heaven? Like, they don't care about Sola Scriptura, you know? they don't, like. So I'm speaking to those people now. Like, I'm communicating to those people and the older I go. Up.
1: So your audience has really driven yeah. your Yeah. Evolution. yeah, yeah. I, I would say that. Yeah. Incredible. I would say my audience yeah. has driven
0: that, you know, I would say that. Um, and even, you know, stripping back from like some of the things that I deem is like super essential, you know, I'm like, you know, sure. You know, sure. Is, you know, did Jesus Christ die for everybody? Sure. You know, like i like I'm not gonna fight you over that, bro. Like I'm not, just not gonna do that, you know. And for some people, that might be uncomfortable for them to hear me say that. But I'm just. I'm so just you're talking saying, about
1: like the doctrine of salvation, hey, whether it's, yeah, it's sovereignty of God. Yeah, yeah, birth, yeah, yeah. I'm
0: talking. About, yeah, I'm talking about. I'm like sure, gotcha. sure. Yeah. So I
1: mean sure. that that really, I mean, it resonates so much with me because we started out as the reformed African-American network, right? We came along in the early 2000s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was waving the banner, man. I was like, there's space in reformed theology for black people, black tradition in, in terms of the church is reformed just without the labels. And a lot of that stuff I still believe, but I encountered the fact that it wasn't just theology. It was Eurocentric white theology. And along yeah. with this, Doctrinal teaching was smuggled in these ideas of racial and cultural superiority or at least centeredness, um, which 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 we found incompatible again, like similar to you with our audience. Right. Like we really wanted to speak to black people in general and black Christians specifically. And those issues like are you are you reformed or not? Are you using that label or not? Do you believe X, Y, Z doctrine down to the actual, you know, jot in tittle, which I'm not talking about the Bible, I'm talking about man-made theology, like that wasn't the critical issue. Those weren't the priority. So we really had to think about the toxicity in these circles, um, where we were in these churches or yeah. these denominations that, you know, it was hard to point to a single individual who was the issue, although I can in some cases, um, but it was it was no. sort of the whole culture, the vibe, the, the vibe, the institution that 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 told us, okay, we need to make a shift. And so, you know, a couple of years ago, we changed the name to the Witness, and and all of that stuff. Folks That's can good. listen to our other podcasts on that. But I want to delve into a little bit more the the your cultural experience. So I'm I'm, I'm curious yeah. um about a lot of things. One uh, mm-hmm. is there a particular Culture, whether Nigerian or British or US, that you resonate more with, and why is that?
0: Yeah, I'm, not, I'm Nigerian, bro. Like, okay, if someone if someone <laughs> if someone asks me if someone asks me why I am, I am Nigerian. I don't I don't I never saw myself as a British person, like ever. Um, I I, I don't know if that's you know just upbringing in my home and you know because I'm technically an immigrant. You know, like I'm not I'm not first generation. You know, I'm not second. Right. Like I'm like, I'm literally born anybody on My dad is from the village. I, I can take you to where he used to sell puff puff. Like I can take you to his old house, you know? So huh. I'm, I'm Nigerian and, you know, and so I don't see myself, I don't see myself as American. I'm just, I'm just you know, um, even though I spent a lot of my, my time in the UK, sure. I like, Maybe, you know, if someone said, ah, oh, but you're British, I'd say, sure, okay, if you wanna if you wanna take that. But culturally, like see myself as a Nigerian man uh who moves to England, you know, and, and even now that we're older, I have several conversations with my mom, like, yo, mom, you should have you should have kept us in London, in Nigeria. Like we should we should we shouldn't have moved. Or or wow. we should have moved much later. Um, because there's this there's this view, and, and a lot of my, uh, a lot of the people who are listening, who are children of immigrant immigrant parents, can probably uh, relate to this that, Yo, man, England is the land of opportunity, or America is the land of opportunity. That if we if we go there, everything's gonna be great. Yo, I went I went from a house in Nigeria where I could run around four times with no issues to a room in London where I could touch two, the walls with my two hands. What am I doing there? Like, what are we? What are we selling? And thankfully, now a lot of people are kind of opening and waking up and realize, ah, actually, no, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to stay where I am, and I'm going to embrace both as best as I can. And so, the grass is definitely not always greener, you know. what I'm saying. And now, being the father to technically an American daughter, I want her to be culturally rich. You know, I want. I want her to be. I want her to. Yeah. To know where she comes from, her, her mom is from from Ghana and Namibia. So I want her to understand those cultures. I want her to, you know, what we're, we're teaching her our language, um, Yoruba and Tree. Like, what you know, we're trying to immerse her in these things so that she understands. Like, yo, this we're different. You know, there's certain principles that we apply and certain things that we do, and so what. What I've done now in, in the faith is thinking through it is when I was when I was younger, I never saw value in my mom's form of Christianity. I never I never valued it as much as 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 much as I wish I did, you know, because I would always go on. Oh, and you guys are theologically incorrect, man. Y'all speaking in tongues. There's no interpreter. You're doing this. There's no this. Like You're laying hands. But what I didn't see, what I didn't see were like you know, people who are just genuinely trying to live out the faith. You know, what, what What? I see now is you know, when my dad passed away, which pastor came to my home? It was my mom's pastor. Like, who came to my house to console my family when we were at our lowest point? It wasn't the man with his theological eggs in a row. Like, it was the man who was leading the flock and trying to be a shepherd in that moment. So how can I not, as, as I've got older, be like, you know, sure, we disagree on certain things, but these are still my brothers and sisters. You know, so going back, I, I'm Nigerian. You know, I am, for all intents and purposes, a Nigerian man. Um, and I, I appreciate all the cultures, uh, but I still try to see things through that through that lens.
1: That's good, brother. I mean, I appreciate how certain you are on that. And there's a portion of me as somebody born and raised in the United States that is so jealous that you can trace your roots, right? Like, like I don't have a last name that is Mm. African in any sense. I don't know what part of Africa, what country or tribe I came from, or the language or the culture or the food that goes with it. And I think a lot of African-Americans born and raised in the U.S. have that sense of disconnectedness. And so much of our search for identity is a a recovery and and a trying to get back that identity, which was stolen from us. And so I I really – it it – there you know, there's a part of me that that desires that, but there's also a part of me that just is hungry to hear yeah, yeah, about yeah. stories like yours. Because even if I can't connect, you know, directly to Nigeria or your hometown, there is a connection there. And hearing you talk about it is is filling to me in a way. Like, okay, mm. this is a culture that, you know, I don't know if I've directly connected, but I can vibe with it, I can learn from yeah, it, I can yeah, appreciate yeah. with it. Yeah. So I'm curious about the transition from Nigeria and the U.K. to the U.S. Um, yeah. Racially ex- especially, like, what is that like? Are, are there big differences between, let's say, the U.K. and the way they view race and the way race, uh, particularly about black people, how you've experienced that in those two places?
0: Yeah, I, I would say that the racism in the U.K. for, for black people um, especially when I was growing up, is, is more so. Um, you know, you, you you would rarely hear someone just call you the n word. Just like just just on a normal day, I like, guess no, that's not something that's just happening. Um, but I know that my experience is not the same experience as other people. So, like my my producer, for example, he can he can tell you that nah, trust me. When I was growing up, you know, all the all the skinheads would chase us down on the street, chase us down and call us names, and we would have to run away from them, you know? So like I, I never experienced, like, explicit racism, maybe only one time in secondary school. Um, I had a girl call me the N-word, and, you know, we started a riot. <laughs> like, <Okay. laughs> in our high school, we started a riot because of that. Um, But just, you know, police, police have never stopped me and I've, I've got like a negative vibe from them like police have stopped me in the UK and we be joking you know these these are white officers like stopping me and, and we're joking and we're you know and like you know and, and you know they they, they they might stop me for something I don't even know like I can't remember why they're stopping me right I might have a light out and stuff like that but there's like four black boys in the car and like I don't feel scared you know like I've never in the UK only I, I can only speak on this for me I have never felt scared being stopped by a police officer in the UK. Now, fast forward, coming to America, I am very scared to be stopped by a police officer because of everything that I'm seeing and hearing, so on and so forth. I haven't been stopped yet, and I hope to not be stopped. Um, but I am, I am worried, man. I, I'm worried. And, you know, people are like, oh, but that's just the media feeding you. Nah, nah bro. Like, these are people we're having conversations. Like with real people who have who have been stuck to our believers, you know, like strong men of the faith in the timber like, bro. I just, you know, put my hands on the wheel and try to say yes, sir, and, and keep it moving. Like, you know, so I'm like just, yeah. just seeing that is a is a different thing. And, and you know, living in Texas is even more <laughs> even even more different. And so I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, Texas is his own country, yeah, yeah, in a way. <laughs> yeah. so I'm, I'm just navigating, man. I'm navigating. It's my third year. Um, so I'm navigating. This is my third year living here. Like I, we, I was always coming back and forth, do six months, go back to the UK, do three months, go back to the UK. But it's like my, my third year fully being here. So I'm navigating and, and still learning and like going back to our earlier point, like trying to show people our culture. Without feeling, without feeling like I'm frustrated, like man, why why do I always have to teach you about Afrobeats? Why I gotta, why you gotta ask me? What does that mean? But it's it's to the point of my African American brothers and sisters don't have that culture.
1: Yeah. Right?
0: So maybe I am a catalyst to, to teach them that. And so like I'm learning from them; they're learning from me, um, and I'm I'm learning how they're navigating uh, race things. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> Cool. They can stop me. I just show my British license. You know, what I'm saying like That's automatically, I have a I have a sense of privilege. You know, what I'm saying like I have a sense of I'm not I'm not I'm not from here, bro.
1: <laughs> they start. Yeah, they got different stereotypes for you. Yeah,
0: yeah. I'm not I'm not from here. I'm, I may look like I'm from here, but I'm not, huh? sir. Okay. All right. Thank you. You know, I I, I could I could admit you know like so I, I I have privilege as a black person in America.
1: That is wild, man. I never even thought extent. of that. Yeah, to a certain extent, right? You know they I mean? see you, extent. and and that's already yeah. going to load certain operating systems. But I, I might need to have start practicing my British accent. Um, you never know.
0: Yeah, yeah. So even even we're, when we're when we're wearing the you know in the in the in the mall or in our in our Walmart or whatever, like you know people may look at us, and then me and my wife we start talking, and all of a sudden, like, oh my gosh, where are you from? And this, that, and the and it's like, oh, oh, I see what's going on. You know, like. see what this is so like i haven't experienced it but uh, it'll it'll come yeah i know
1: well i gotta ask you this one last question before we get to the song right now as we're recording this there is an extreme amount of tension in the country over immigration namely immigration from latin america but based on the president's rhetoric and policies it's 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 is worldwide and any immigration from black or brown people by a certain group of folks is viewed as negative. And so you're in this environment. Now you're living here. Are How is that affecting you? Are you on edge at all? Does this not really um, resonate on the same level because it's not the Latin American context? Or or how are you experiencing that tension over immigration?
0: Oh, yeah, I, I feel it. I feel it. Pe- people actually don't know this about me, but I have been detained before. It's the first time I'm saying Really? That. Like it's the first time I'm saying that. Like for any public platform, people don't know that about me. Like I've been detained. I have I have family members who have been deported. Wow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So like, I know, I know what that feels like. What you happened know? when you were detained? Oh, uh, when I was detained, I was I was in Philadelphia. I'll never forget. I was coming from Germany. I had one little segways. I thought I was gangster, and the lady just looked at me. She looked at my passport. She said, "Come with me." No one spoke to me for like an hour and a half, maybe. So I'm, I'm scared out of my way. Like, man, they're going to send me back. I'm never going to be able to come back to America again. The music is done. It's over. That's so just finish your finish your life right now. So I'm there just looking. I'm on edge, man. Like, I'm on edge. Am I on my phone? I don't even know if I'm on my phone. Um, but I, I do remember like, yo, know, three or four uh, officers being behind the table. Talking to an Eastern European man and they are just bullying this guy, man. He can't speak English well. They're looking at him, staring him down, like, why are you here? How are you gonna sustain yourself? I'm like, dang, why are you gonna talk to him like that? Like, I'm just looking like I- I'm forgetting that I'm in the issue. I'm in a pickle. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? They're, they're treating this guy. So my turn comes. Um, and the guy's going through my bags, and he's seeing my CDs and he is not caring at all about those CDs i'm like yeah i'm a christian rapper you know look i'm coming to do some stuff with the churches i'm trying to spin it like yo i'm faith based man like listen this is for the good of the people this is i'm not mm. coming here to do anything wrong so long story short they call three or four people um, they call my aunt they call uh, a few of my friends And like, yo, do you know this guy? What's he doing here? So on and so forth. And the guy told me uh, when he finally let me through, he said, listen, I'm going to let you through this time. This is 2015. I'm going to let you through, but don't come back to America until you have a visa. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So for those who don't know, if if you have a, a British or Irish passport, European passport, you were allowed to come into America on what's called an ETSA, which is a visa waiver. So you're, I wasn't doing anything illegal for those who are illegal oh, immigrant? No, I wasn't. I was legally coming here um, on a visa waiver. Just I was coming here often, right? So I was coming here quite a bit. And they're like, yo, what what, what are you doing here, sir? And so they detained me, and you know, and they were asking me a whole, a whole heap of questions. The guy told me, yeah, don't come back until you have a visa. And listen, as soon as he said that, so Got on the phone with my lawyer. I said, "Richard, it's time to make this thing happen." Wow! And so you know, so I, I I know that I know that experience. I have I have family members who are being deported from the UK, and and people you know think like, "Yo, the British ain't that." Yo, that, this type of stuff that's happening in America is happening in the UK right now. It's something called the Windrush, uh, where like a whole bunch of Jamaicans and people from the Caribbean came uh, to the UK after either the first or second World War. And so those people came to help rebuild the United Kingdom. Just put it in context. The, the, uh, the UK technically colonized all these Caribbean countries, right? So we are part of the colony, the Commonwealth. They told the people in the Commonwealth, yo, come and help us build our country. So here you have all these people who, are, who came here, came to the UK, and maybe two or three years ago, was it even this last year, they started deporting those people back to the Caribbean,
1: yes. <laughs> you know, i heard about that.
0: Start, yeah. The ports and and these people they they they're technically British. They've been there for the majority of their life, but they don't have a passport. They can't prove it. They don't have certain things, so they can't do this and that. So like there was a big uproar about that. But you know you know how how it is in social media, man. We we uproar for five minutes, but then the Kardashian sneezes, and then we don't care anymore. <laughs> you know, or somebody makes a list about hip hop, and then we don't care anymore. You know, so. Like I know what's going on in a, in a real sense, like not in the oh, but I, I can no, no, no. I understand that because I have family members who have been through that and been the like. Yeah, how how shameful is it for for you to be working at your at your place of of work to just be trying to provide for your family and then somebody calls immigration on you, someone that you you thought had your back. That's real facts. And then they put you in a cell and send you back home. For what? Like, don't, I'm paying taxes here. Like, don't treat me like an animal. Like, like I'm just a second-class citizen. Because if, if we're doing that, we're all immigrants. Like, that's that's what I don't understand about, like, the American situation, right? It's like, Sophia and I were talking about, like, Trump. Donald Trump's grandfather's an immigrant. Right? Like, his, his, his wife is an immigrant. So, like, surely there should be certain conversations that should be had based on your experience or is it that you just don't care um and and christians too like surely we should as followers of someone who like may look like the people that are in k like shouldn't we care about these things or was it we just love our country before we love people you know
1: It's so frustrating, bro. It's so frustrating. We're trying to figure that out and fight against it. And honestly, we are so privileged privileged and humbled that you would share that story of you being detained on here for the first time publicly. And and you're just blessing us all around (laughs) because now we get to share this song for the first time publicly. So stay tuned for the second half, because we want to unpack it. There's so much to talk about, But before we get to this new song by Esso, we want you to hear from one of our sponsors. I'm excited for you to learn more about this new service, so stay tuned. This episode of Pass the Mic is sponsored by DoorDash. Long day at work, tough day at school, still stuck at the office. Treat yourself to the meal you deserve and have your favorite restaurants come to you with DoorDash. DoorDash connects you to your favorite restaurants in your city. Ordering is easy. Open the DoorDash app, choose what you want to eat, and your food will be delivered to you wherever you are. Not only is your favorite pizza joint already on DoorDash, but there are over 340,000 restaurants in 3,300 cities, so you might find a new favorite too. With door-to-door delivery in all 50 states and Canada, order from your local go-to's or choose from your favorite national restaurants like Chipotle, Wendy's, Chick-fil-A, and the Cheesecake Factory. Don't worry about dinner. Let dinner come to you with DoorDash. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter promo code PTM. That's $5 off your first order when you download the DoorDash app from the App Store and enter promo code PTM. Don't forget, that's promo code PTM for $5 off your first order from DoorDash. Please consider trying DoorDash to thank them for supporting Pass the Mic.
0: You get me? Don't know the image of that ain't you get me? Yeah. I'm about to make a declaration. Get around, ain't no room for segregation. But I found that the truth is medication Stand my ground when I think of hesitation Hey, white Jesus came through, with some bad in the hood. White Jesus said great, but he never was good White Jesus killed my people, then enslaved us Then they turned around and said that he's our savior Hey, white Jesus got it popping on the ground Couple bands on the chain of a man Hey, white Jesus ain't gonna like my next statement that white Jesus that you worship is a racist I got enemies already, I could face them. If you're telling me that I'm deadly, what's your basis White Jesus didn't come and trade places. Stick around, I got more information. If they wanna hit me, cause I'm on the road. Tell my little guy, this ain't only rope. We can never bow we got more to go. I done been around. If you know, you know. I know you know. I thought the Father, Son, and over. Getting close. We should cut him down, never let him go But I don't been around if you know you know I know you know you know it Do you know how hard it would be to find a white dude Walking around the streets of Galilee in the how first hard century? How hard it's G? like Bigfoot riding a unicorn on oh, top of rail. a rainbow <laughs> Real Jesus was a Middle Eastern Jew no, no. I hear him speaking, what's the reason for your views? Why don't you just leave it while you leaning on this hill? You gotta get the truth if you wanna lead the field that ain't the savior that I read about I seen it now Use the image of yeah, that Jesus had To feed a crowd Let him think Even say aloud, Some things is foul If you blink You gon' miss the sound When he's about G told me that I gotta keep it real Cause if I don't talk You know that other people but Christ was not a hippie picking lilies in the field Oh man, this the God of the scriptures Not the one they invented Son of man who was injured Bearing all for the sinners Holy Spirit my witness I could talk on them endless Might have looked like me But that's none of my business if they want to hit me Cause I'm on the road
1: second segment we got more for the people so just hopping on is our creative director for the witness this is this is unexpected but welcome Adam Keeley is on the mic with us he's gonna join us for the second half as we talk about the song white Jesus Adam are you there what's up
2: Yo, I'm in here, man. I'm excited to just uh, talk about the song, man. This is wild. And I'm excited to just be with ESO, because I've been listening to ESO uh, well before this song came out. So I'm excited. Hey, man. Oh,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. So I had to get Adam on here. Tyler couldn't make it. And and he's a hip-hop head. Adam is all into the arts. I'm just, you know, an observer. So now you got a real music fan, an aficionado, somebody who can who can really, really dig in. Um so we're gonna we we're are going to be, you know, bouncing back and forth on this, but I want to just start in general, man. Um white Jesus, like it's it's right in your face. Why this song right now?
0: Man, I, it it, it's, it stems from conversation. It stems from so here's here's, here's what really happened. You know, I'm having a conversation with one of the one of the young boys from my church, and we you know we're spending three hours on the phone, um, and that sounds great. Oh my god, three hours you we know, to talk about the Bible? Sure, let's do it. Um, that three hours, I'm, I'm discouraged because I'm like, man, he's really in a space where he's wrestling with his blackness. And the whiteness of Christianity. He's now aligning himself with Hebrew Israelites, um, who are now shaping his thoughts. And then not only that, not only from that conversation, I'm downtown with my bride. And y'all had these Hebrew Israelites, man, they're there. I told I told Sophia, I said, babe, don't get sucked in, man. Just just walk. Just, just make a beeline away from them. And they start talking about yo that Jesus in in your churches that you worship, you no, know, he's not this, he's not that, and you know, I just there's something in me like ah, oh. So I start having a conversation with them, start start speaking to them about what they believe and and how you know I'm a Christian, like I, I, that ain't that ain't my savior, that that ain't that ain't who I who I worship, um, and then not only that, but then having conversations with people who are coming to the crib or. Like talking to me on the phone and saying, "Listen, when I became a Christian, I thought Jesus was white and the devil was black." Like real conversations, and I'm like, "Okay, something needs to be said here. Some, some, some sort of song needs to be written here, where you're taking all of these conversations, you're taking all of these things that you're hearing, um, and you're you're challenging the status quo. You're saying that." The image that we see of Jesus is not just something light, you know. Like I have conversations with my uncle in, in Philly, and he he's telling me, "Yo, like I, I can never," he said, "I can never live in England because of what the British did to Nigeria." And for those who don't know, the colonial masters—this this is the sentence. The colonial masters came to Nigeria with missionaries. On, on, so on one hand, they're handing salvation, but on the other hand, they're taking away people. Like, y'all, they just don't. And who are they carrying with them? It isn't a brown Jesus. It isn't a Jesus that looks like the people of the land. It's a white Jesus that is filled with bigotry and hate for the people that he's meant to save. And so the image of Jesus, white Jesus, isn't like, isn't the issue here you know like oh but he's not white sure cool we know that we know that but some people don't know that some people are still wrestling with you know how can i how can i be a christian and and do this how can i be a christian and this is happening so on and so forth so this song just came out of a culmination of things man just those conversations uh certain things that i was reading and just thinking okay it's time it's time i, I think i think it's time to have this conversation you know what I'm
2: saying? Yeah, I definitely, I definitely agree. Um, I think like, and, and one thing that kind of like we espouse a lot at The Witness is, you know, one thing that people don't realize about these conversations about decolonizing your mindset and uh, conversations about white Jesus is that like, we as black people, it's not like we always knew this stuff. Like a lot of us are learning on the fly. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, And Um, because of, you know, recent events and whatever. And so I think one of the interesting things about this song, I mean, it hits from a lot of different levels, and the visuals are super dope. Um, But, like, one of the things that I think is so great is that, like, a lot of times I think, like, if you're on Facebook and you say something about white Jesus, non-black people, non-people of color, can think that you're, like, Mm, lashing out at, like, whiteness. But really, for the most part, and this song tackles it really beautifully is, like we're really encouraging other yeah, black yeah, people. Yeah. Not- you know what I mean? Like you know, like you were saying, like we're telling other black people because I, you know, we all got cousins online who are like, oh, y'all are doing the slave masters. You know what I mean? Religion and da 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 And so, like, where do you feel like, kind of like, how do you swing that focus, or how do you navigate that? I mean, because you 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 wrote it so beautifully, but kind of like speak to more to that, like. You know, where's your heart in this idea of like showing who, uh, showing who Jesus is to other black people more than just trying to be like I'm a mad black man have yeah, yeah, yeah. white people Absolutely. kind of thing? You know what I mean? Which I think, I think if you, I think if you want to be mad at the song, that mm-hmm. is what people are gonna yeah. grab at. Yeah. Grab at. You know I think. I, mean? I also want to say, white Jesus is not just a black
0: issue. That's real. Yeah. Yeah. It's not. It's not only black people that have white Jesus in their home. Like it's not the we're not the only ones who 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 need to be destructured from that so like our Hispanic brothers need to be disrupted from that like it's it's a whole list of people that need to realize that you're like there is there's some there's something wrong when Jesus is misrepresented like I should feel I should I should rise up as a believer if if his words were taken out of context or if his words were missaid. if if somebody came today and said, Jesus says, I am a way, a truth, and a life. And you know, you might get to God through me. Christians would have an issue with that. Christians would say, Oh, he didn't say that. Surely, surely you don't believe that Jesus Christ said that. Now we would go and say, but he said this. Secondly, Jesus is a historical figure. This is, this is, he is as real as you and I. He he really walked on earth. And if if my hero is Martin Luther King and somebody says, "Ah, you know, Martin Luther King, Jr., man, he, you know, he was white. We, we, what? How dare you? What kind of nonsense are you espousing and talking right now? We would we would stand up and rise and say something But when it comes to the race of Jesus. People like to be quiet. People like to say, oh, it doesn't matter, but not realizing that there's something to be said about the whitewashing of Christianity. So thirdly, there's something also to be said that if, if the Savior that we worship and believe that saved our souls looks more like the people that we are being racially biased towards, we would act differently. Right, especially my white brothers and sisters. If Jesus looked like the people that are in cages right now, you would have a different heart and mind towards the people who are in cages right now. If Jesus looked like the slave and less like the slave owner, the slave would say to the slave, "But bruv, how can you tell me this? Don't make no sense." You understand what I'm saying? So it's to me, it's, it's much deeper than an image. It's what the image represents. It's what the image allows people to ignore. It's what the image allows people to accept and reject. It's what the image has done historically, particularly to black people. Like it's what the image causes right now, Christians who are in my life and probably in your life as you're hearing this and say like, I don't know how to be a Christian because of this image. Like, so I... I'm I'm like my brothers, my 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 Hebrew brothers, who are saying, "Yo, he's a a white man religion." Well, let let me agree with you on one thing. He's not. But let me let me let me navigate. Let me point you to something else. Yo, this is we're talking about the real Savior here. We're talking about the one who died for our sins, who cares for people who are downcast. Come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden. Yo, he's talking about people who need help not those who are in dominance you're not wearing your heavy laden if you're in dominance. And so I think that it's important for us to have this conversation, uh, to shift the narrative, you know what I mean? To shift the narrative and go, well, what are the implications of white Jesus? What are the, what are the ramifications? If this is hanging in our churches and, and black boys and girls are seeing that and saying, mommy, why is Jesus white? Like this is real. These are real conversations. Does that mean that the white man is God? Like, mm. but the, the truth is, most of us, right, if we're hearing this now. We're, we're coming from a place of privilege, right? We're coming, but we know he's not white uh, because we've ascended. But there, there is there are people on the ground level who still don't know that. Like that's why that's why, Chris, we're losing to a certain extent. Like some of us are losing the battle against Hebrew Israelites because, like, yo, that they're giving them something that we can't offer them supposedly. Anything. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's why, you know, Just I don't even know if I no. know. <laughs> oh, so good.
1: Yeah. Oh, so helpful. You guys so much for us to unpack and folks heard the audio of the song, which, I mean, you just listen to the lyrics and it's, it's blow after blow after blow, breaking down white supremacy and whiteness as it pertains to Jesus and images of, of him. but, there's also a video that goes with yeah. this song. Would yeah. you unpack and explain some of this oh, song I'm
2: talking too much. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> will
1: you will you unpack and explain uh some of the imagery in the video cuz you got some really really powerful visuals that go along yeah. with these powerful lyrics. What were you trying to
0: convey? Man, I'm man, listen, the vi- it's it's so funny when you when you tell your director of the video, "Yo, man, I want a burning cross and a KKK costume." And they don't say no. You go what? <laughs> you're like, oh, you allow with that? You're, you're letting that happen for real? For real. Oh, you letting that happen? Oh, sure. Okay, cool. Like, you're excited <laughs> to do that. And so, like, on, on one hand, we wanted to we wanted to like show extremes, right? So you 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 have a you have an image of a Catholic priest uh, holding the hand of a young black boy, which is to show the sins of the Catholic Church, right? Mm-hmm. Roman Catholic Church, and like. There's 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 levels of whiteness in that. But that to be honest, that line, white Jesus came through this some bad in the hood, it, it could be a prosperity preacher. It could be somebody who's fleecing the floor. Like that could have been the same, that could have been the same thing. But you no, know, we just were like, yo, know, how how can we push it? Let's just try to push it as much as we can. Uh then you have a, another shot of a, a rapper, quote unquote, uh, holding his chains out with uh the image of white Jesus. On the pendant, and you know why I say white Jesus go to popping on the gram, a couple bands on the chain of a man. So I'm, I'm really like playing around with uh, some of the imagery and some of what you hear in the in the song, and um, just trying to push it as much as we can. And I, I think that one of the profound lines, that it's like, your Christ was not a hippie picking lilies in the field. Man. Like let's just let's just know which you show. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Which which I show in, in in the video. You know what I mean? Just. This was fun. We show a we show Bigfoot riding a, a unicorn. You know what I mean? Like just, just little things to kind of also. It's a it's a serious song, but they're like there are playful moments in it. You know, there, there are moments where it's like uh, we we have a, a lady. We have a lady. You know, played it so well, man. In chains, screaming as a slave. Because one of my one of the lines is white Jesus killed my people, then enslaved us. Then they turned around and said that he's our savior. Like is that, like in hindsight, looking, I'm like, damn, hey, you really like try to. What are you saying? That's all. Like, what are you? Say? I'm saying that y'all. Like, how can you give me a savior who looks like you and then kill off my people? That don't make sense. And then tell me to believe him. That the belief in him that that mm. just doesn't. That doesn't add up. And how do you sleep well at night saying that that's okay? Like, how do you? How are you okay with that? Like you know what I mean? Like how are you cool with this? How are you cool as a as a Caucasian person with the like white people not baptizing black people? Like
1: But isn't that isn't that ancient history? Right? Like we're not dealing with that anymore. Sure. That's what a lot of people say. How do you respond?
0: Sure. It's it's ancient history to you. And then and then you go to white churches and you have to rap them. And then you then you see how they're looking at you. You see how they treat you. You have conversations with certain certain people and you see how they treat you. And I, so I think white Jesus, to me, equals white dominance. Right. So it's OK for you to, uh, you know, I went, I went to a church here. I'm, I'm not going to say where I went to. I went to a church here and I I wanted to walk out because it, it felt like a Hitler rally. And it, it felt, yeah, it felt very, like, man, like, y'all really like, y'all really nationalist right now. Like this is, and how do I sit there as a black person when I know that my people are going through these things, going through the issues that you're not um, experiencing and you're not saying anything about. Um, and so, yes, to some it's Asian history, but the reality is I still live as a black man day to day and I still have to experience white supremacy. So it's not done. And not only is it not done in America, it's not done in Africa. In Africa, um, in Nigeria, in Kenya, um, in certain other other countries, in Ghana, there is this sense of, you know, I can can believe you because you're white. I can't believe you because you're black. I can allow you to come and do whatever you want to do in my church because you're white, but black, Nah, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. So it it might be done for some people, but man, listen. The, the the ramifications of white Jesus is still happening we are still experiencing it it is not done until we I believe break down that i you know I, I think it's just idolatry man I, you know like it's just the coldest face is I think it's idolatry to say that I know he doesn't look like that and I know what that image represents but I'm still gonna have it full stuff
2: i i I, I do want to ask you one thing um as like so as as a writer, I mean, you've always been um, transparent as an artist, and I think like when you first when you first get into anything artistic, I think the first thing that like we try to do is like get good at it, and then after we feel like okay, yeah. I kind of am getting decent at it, then we want to like try to say something with the work. Um, and so like uh, going back to what I said earlier, I, I feel like you've always been transparent and you've always been like observational, but I feel like this is a a way bigger swing you know what i mean um so how does that feel for you artistically to just like this vulnerability you're saying something strong like you know how does how is it feeling for you you know what are the emotions what are the thoughts behind it uh going on this path? you
0: know there's there's levels of nervousness um so I, you know I, I let my mom hear it let my mom you know know aspects of the video um and she's you know kind of scared <laughs> you know what i'm saying like she's He's worried. But for me, like, you know, I wrote the song. I'm like, what, what do I have to lose? You know, you shouldn't have an issue with the song. If you don't worship like me, that's that's kind of how I see it. Like you should be yes. And amen. in what I'm saying, here, you know, like, and also I feel like, yo, whatever platform this song ends up on, like let's say we get, we get on, you know, certain news outlets or certain radio stations. I now get to talk about Jesus. Like that's the bottom line of it. I get to talk about a historical figure who, died and rose again for our sins and so for me this song yes is a shift um, for those who are you know kind of familiar with my work uh, but not really because it's just another aspect of my life that I'm I'm experiencing and I'm writing down you know and I'm, I'm sharing with the world so am I nervous absolutely am I excited about what could be sure am man you know like I'm I, I don't I don't even feel like I deserve this song or the video you know what I'm saying like like I watched that video and like, man, like what did we do? Like it would have been easy just to get like some b-roll of someone else, you know, burning across or something like that. We was like super intentional about doing it ourselves, and super intentional about getting the the hippie and super intentional about like doing certain things and making sure that the imagery uh is that drives uh this song is seen and felt, you know. So yeah, man, I, I'm nervous, man. I'm nervous, bro. You know, I won't lie, man. Like, I'm nervous. I, I told my I told my friends yeah, yesterday man. or the day before this and pray for me. You know, like pray, pray for me because like there's a there's a level of yo, I'm scared. You know, like, that usually means you're about, onto something. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm scared about definitely. what it could be. Yeah, you know, yeah.
1: I mean, but from top to bottom, this song is provocative in all the right ways. So, I I mean we 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 know the world. We know the 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 reactions of people who are who are, like you said, worshiping the idol of whiteness. And so there's going to be some haters out there. But I also think this song is going to be liberating for some people. Yeah,
0: I yeah, think it's yeah, going to yeah. be
1: really empowering and freeing for some folks. It's also an apologetic yeah. to people who think that Christianity is the white man's religion. Like, mm. no, 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 listen to it. I can point them to this song right now. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, Let me, one last question, then we'll let you go. We are so honored that you decided to, to, to come on PTM and to let us play this song why ptm why the witness did you think this was an appropriate outlet for this song
0: man your audience bro like your audience is who i want to speak to and no better way just to just to go to the source you know what i'm saying like so my my whole thing is you know the same things that i could do to try to make the song go further and, and do certain things but you know me and my team were like yo why don't you just reach out to them you know and and, and see what they say see if they would be willing to you know, have a conversation. And also, I think that there needs to be commentary about the song and video out so that people can, people want to know do a little hoopla. Oh my gosh, that's all racist. Like, they can just, I can just revert them back to PTM, but like, no, 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 this is what I'm saying here. At at 35 minutes and 15 seconds, I answer that question. At 44 minutes and two seconds, I answer that question, you know? So I think that it was important because of what you guys represent uh, for our people and this song, I, I needed to touch our people first um, before anyone else. Um, mm-hmm. I need our people to realize that now we 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 have the true faith, you know. So if there are any people, Israelites, listening, you know, kind of chiming in and tearing into what we're saying, like or people who are on the fringes saying, "Yo, can I be black? Can I be Christian?" Yo, like you guys speak to those people, and so why wouldn't I? want to come in and speak to them and tell them, hey, I have a brand new album out called Augusta's Legacy. It's coming out September 6th. let you go buy it. <laughs> so
1: Good, good. I'm glad you told us that. We'll link no, to I'm everything. Praying, man. man, no, that's good. That's, we want folks to I mean, listen, I say this in all sincerity. We need your voice on this platform, both the podcast and the blog, and anything we do. And we're going to find ways to make that happen to the extent that, that, that oh, that's man. cool with you. But I think you're absolutely right. Our audience, the, the people who engage our content, it, it, it's it's prime. And, and like I said, this is going to liberate some folks and it's going to add to the repertoire that we have to say that Christianity, the Christianity of Jesus Christ, is not a white man's religion. It is a religion for everyone who believes and it can free anyone. So brother, I thank you for your art. I thank you for your courage and your boldness. Thank you for your humility to come on here and share it with us. We oh, got to yeah. do this again, brother.
0: No, nah, no. Nah, thank Appreciate you guys so you. much, man. PTM, uh, the whole team. You know, I, I I, am but a humble, humble Nigerian, you know, and you guys have, have had me here for an hour, you know, he's talking and I, I, I'll be talking a lot. So thank you guys for letting me speak and share my story, share my heart. Um, and yeah, man, just share this song with your audience, dude. May now become some of mine as well, you know. You know less. This episode was brought to you in part.